Hello and welcome back to Turf Talk. My name is Louis Thomason. Sat next to me, as per usual, is Jimbo Watson. Hello. This is going to be a preview of the general Grand National meeting, all the grade ones, and we're going to try and delve into the top of them as well. We hope you've had a listen to our Grand National runner by runner, all, uh, all 40 horses assessed, analysed, dealt with. Hopefully, we've found the winner. You can listen to that as well. That's available on all podcast platforms. But this we're going to be we're going to be taking a look at the classier races of the meeting today, Jim. Yeah, I'm really looking forward. The, the Thursday certainly looks like it could be a really nice day of racing. Four Grade Ones in action, going across from the Champion Hurdlers to uh, nice three mile chasers to juveniles and even a novice chase. So yeah, I really really looking forward yeah, to this meeting. I, I absolutely love Atri as well. It's probably my f- I'd almost go as far as saying. I like it as much as I like Cheltenham, or yeah. possibly even slightly more. It doesn't quite get the the build up as much as Cheltenham, does it? The sun's it? out, and you get to see the Cheltenham form, how much it stacks up. You know, having horses who might have ran in different races at Cheltenham taking each other on here, or horse, horses maybe trying to reverse Cheltenham form. It's, it's always a fascinating meeting. So let's get stuck into it. At Bristol de May is galloping on remorselessly. Native River is three lengths away. Might bite is well held. Bristol de May safely over the last with a four to five length advantage from Native River and Thistlecrack. There are doubts about him on the ground. We have our answer now as the Merseyside marvel Bristol de May remains unbeaten at Haydock and it's back to back wins in the Betfair chase as Jacob punches the air. And the first race. Of the meeting, the first grade one is the Manifesto Novices Chase, over two and a half miles. Defi de Soy is out, so that leaves La Bagoa, seven to four favourite. Ahead of Glen Force, a five to two. Kalashnikov, four to one, seven to one. Bags Groove, Mengli Khan, and Spirit of the Games, eight others than them. Ten skill Disart, sixteens Drovers Lane, thirty threes Bar. I mean, La Bagoa, they avoided Cheltenham to keep a fresher entry. Is she the correct favourite? Uh yeah, she's done. She's not done anything wrong this season. She's beat one of the best horses in training, lost in translation twice. Uh, top of the game. Top top of the game. Who's then gone on to win the RSA, and it's been officially confirmed forty five minutes ago that she will go for this, which would be really nice. See two mile four. Is there a question mark for two mile four for you, or no, do you I think? I don't think it matters. I think I think she's been running well this season over that distance. Uh, but I think that she thoroughly deserves a place at the head of the market to be two to one. Interesting that Kalashny Slow has decided to come here. Uh, I think the step up to two mile four will certainly suit. Uh, he's been crying out for it, hasn't he? Yeah. And he was very unfortunate at Cheltenham, I have to say. Got well, uh, Quinlan got kicked off. Yeah, by, by uh, what, what was he called? Arnura. Arnura. Uh, basically just kicked up the arse and then chucked off. So he was possibly in the process of running a very nice race there. And 6-1 to one is soon gone for Kalashnikov. And I thought that was an interesting price. And he's now into 7-2. to two. So if I, at the prices, I'd be interested in Kalashnikov. But Labagola does set the standard. Yeah, I, I can see where you're coming. They'd probably be the two for me as well. I know we slagged Kalashnikov off a bit on this podcast, but... Look, he just needed stepping up in trip to to have the you know to be seen to best effect, and he that's happening here. Glenn Forster beat him last time out though, and he's 
He's shorter in the betting than Kalashnikov. What chance would you give him? Yeah, well, I backed him at Cheltenham uh, in the Arkle. Didn't get very far. Only made it past the third, I think. Uh, and he just... It was uncharacteristic from him. He's jump, he's normally his jumping's impeccable, and it was slightly disappointing. He jumped the first two perfectly well, but then hit the third, and uh, you can put a line through that. He, it was quite a nasty fall, so I'd be a bit worried from bounce back from this. It's fairly fairly quick. Bags Groove is a horse we couldn't underestimate. We've we've both been fairly hot in him throughout the season. He's won some nice novice chases, and he's certainly improved for the fences. Uh, he's, he's been safe for entry. He definitely likes a flat track, and he could run a decent race, I think. Would you not be? I mean, he clearly wasn't himself in the Cotto Star, but Labago absolutely battered him that day. Yeah, that that would be a slight negative, but I'm willing to give him another chance. There's a reason why he's running here again, and be interesting who gets the leg up because no feeling normally rides him. So yeah. Uh, Spirit of the Games ran in the handicap at the Cheltenham Festival. Uh, I think he looks short enough in the betting, though. I, I, I think he's completely the wrong pl- wrong price. He was beaten by Sir Delac, wasn't he, in the Brands Advisory plate. So I'd have Bags Groove shorter than Spirit of the Games. But what Spirit of the Games did on chasing debut at Chepstow was fairly impressive. I know two of them fell in the race and it, the race sort of fell apart. But even if you go back in his form at, at Newbury, he, he's been smashed by Le Bagoire already this season. So I think that Spirit of the Games will definitely need a lot more to improve here, and especially on his performance last time. It is really interesting that of, of the top five in the betting, not one of them actually completed in the novice chase at the <laughs> festival. <laughs> because then you've, you've got horses like Mainly Khan, third in the JLT, others than them, runner-up in the Arkle. Drover's Lane was sixth in the RSA. Killed us at fourth in the JLT. Would you give any of them a chance? I'd be willing to give Drover's Lane another go. Yeah, uh, I thought he travelled really well in the RSA. So did I. He just travelled as if he didn't stay three miles. And you, you backed him, didn't you, for the JLT? Yeah, I did. Uh and I think that would have been the right option. So the drop back to two mile four here will certainly suit him. And Jovers Lane could be slightly overpriced at tens. There has been money for him recently. He was sixteens the other day. So yeah, this is a very exciting race. And there's a few in this who you could sort of find an angle. And I think that we're trying to find an angle against the favourite. But maybe Lebagawa is just obvious that she's going to win. Yeah, I, I I think she's the likeliest winner. If I were to take two to oppose her, I'd be pretty similar to you, Kalashnikov and Drover's Lane. Yeah, uh, I think it could be a really exciting race. Le Bagoua has had a, what I think is a busy season. Mares sometimes are either go off the boil at this time of the year. Uh, so you kept fresh in Slepper's Town, though, yeah. would you? But that not bother you? She's not done any more running than, you know, Glen Forster, really. Yeah, you, you could say that, but... I'm looking to her, but I think Le is beatable in this. And I think Kalashnikov could spring an upset. Uh, Bags Groove wouldn't underestimate, and Jovas Lane slightly overpriced. So it's Kalashnikov the selection for you? Yeah, I'm going to say Kalashnikov. Uh, we all know he's quite exposed profile and he's slow, but I'm looking forward to seeing him run over two mile four. Yeah, Le the one for me, though. I think she's the likely winner of the race. Uh, the next race on the card is the Doom Bar anniversary. 
four-year-old juvenile hurdle a grade one and here we do get to see the fob stack up again three horses from three different races at the Cheltenham Festival which is slightly mad for a juvenile race but they bet with Coral six to four favourite band of outlaws 13 to eight Pentland Hills a triumph hurdle winner 11 to two Fakir Dudery six to one Christopher Wood and then you can back bigger prices Elise Fan Van der Soyer Jale etc does it revolve around the top three in the betting? No I think this is a really exciting race. I think the top four, I won't rule out. Christopher Wood. Christopher Wood's been really impressive in his first two starts over hurdles for Paul Nichols. He'd come out from being in training with Michael Bell on the flat uh, for a, a decent amount of money from what I've heard. And he is really impressed in both of his starts. He won a nice race at Newbury, beating Zizaneur of uh, David Maxwell's, which... Ran, I thought that was a really impressive performance. Stretched away from the field nicely. Faldo was back in third. And on hurdle debut, he absolutely hosed up in a nice Fontwell juvenile hurdle. I, I think Christopher Wood's a very nice type. He might find this company slightly too hot and this race could be coming slightly too quick for him because it's a serious step up from just juvenile hurdles to a grade one. He might struggle in this, but I won't rule him out. Going back to the top three in the market... Joseph O'Brien seriously has a stronghold in this race. I think Fakir Dudery, I backed him in the Supreme. I was really, really Do hot on him. Run? I, yeah. I quite like him too. Yeah, uh, so would I. Uh, fascinating. I don't think he will, but I quite like him too. He'd, he he looked slow at Cheltenham. He just got outpaced and jostled around and, and then rallied again up the hill. I do think Aintree will suit a flat track. And I think Fakir is the best juvenile in training. If I'm being honest, he's better than Band of Outlaws and Pentland Hills. Well, I, I could see why you'd say that because a fourth in the Supreme is almost, you know, as good as a winning the Triumph. Band of Outlaws, a Fred Winter winner. It's not not very often you see the Fred Winter winner, you know, a shorter price to beat the Triumph winner. But look, the impression he gave that day was that he's a serious, serious horse. He was mightily impressive, wasn't he? He came there cruising on the bridle, got snapped out of the race and he had to switch round and he soon accelerated up that hill I really thought that Aintree would be the target for him because he won over six furlongs didn't he on the flat and I thought that it, a flat track would suit him a lot more and he rifled up that hill I was very very impressed with Band of Outlaws although I always seem to get excited about the winner of the Fred Winter and then he always seems to disappoint Oh but this this certainly looked like a, a, a far above average winner of the Fred Winter Yeah uh Going on to the actual, probably the standard setter in this race, would you say? He won the fr- uh, the Triumph Hurdle at Cheltenham. Hills. Pentland Hills. He impressed on debut, winning what I thought at the time was a fairly average race at Plumpton, but obviously Nico de Boinville and uh, Nicky Henderson had strong opinions of the horse after the race to then go straight to the Triumph Hurdle, it, especially because it was only two weeks between. And... Of course, the unfortunate injury of Sir Eric in the race was a slight downer on it. But Pentland Hills' performance was very, very good. I liked it. Yeah, I'd, I'd, he, I'd, he'd be on. I'd have him to beat Band of Outlaws, really. Yeah. Based off what I said, based off, based off the performances at Cheltenham. Although the Triumph Hurdle is a better race than the Fred Winter. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think Pentland Hills is pretty solid. Do you think he, he hit the first, didn't he? Yeah, and he 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 won it like a horse who'll still improve. Yeah, I, I'm. I'd probably be more in the band of outlaws camp. I know I don't often take the form of a juvenile Fred Winter 
as solidly as a triumph. But I think that Band of Outlaws could be absolutely anything. And also, I really want Fakir Duderi to run. This, this race, if all four turn up, Christopher Wood, Fakir, Pentland and Band, that could be one hell of a race. Yeah, yeah. So that's your fuel engine, Bob? I'll take a speculative bid with Fakir Duderi, but Joseph O'Brien, I'll go with Band of Outlaws if Fakir doesn't run. Pentland Hills for me. Yeah? Yeah. At the prices, I think there's not too much between them, to be fair, but it's really, really fascinating because we, we do, it does appear that we've got the three best juvenile hurdlers around entered. Uh, the 250 is the Betway Bowl and the and the bet. I'm 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 am uh, swapping between bookies here because it's with hills here. But nine to four Clandeso Bow, eleven to four Bristol de May and Kenboy, nine to two Road to Respect, sixteen's Elegant Escape, twenty five's Balcode of Flow. Why isn't Bristol de my favourite? This race has got a serious serious chance of being one of the races of the year. Yeah. Bristol de May probably deserves to be favourite. He loves a flat track. We've seen him at Haydock. He performs at Aintree. He was second in this race last year to Mike Bite. He should be favourite. Although we have the King George winner in Clan Desobo here, he 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 just didn't stay. Do you not do we come to the agreement yeah, he didn't stay, he didn't stay. in the Gold Cup. Bristol the Mai just looked tired towards the end. Three mile one shouldn't shouldn't bother Bristol and he should be about Nine to four favourite on his own, Bristol the I? Yeah, well they've they, they've met each other over the past year. They've met each other three times, Bristol the and Clanders Obo. And whilst I'd admit that Clanders Obo has improved, every time Bristol the Mai stood up, he's beaten him. Yeah. In this race last year, Bristol the was second, Clanders Obo was third. third. Bristol the won the uh, bet uh, fair chase. Clanders Obo was fourth. Gold Cup, Bristol the was third. Clandesobo was fifth. I think, I, I, I think he, he's one of the best bets of the week. So same. Uh, I, w- I won't rule out Kenboy. Kenboy won the Savills Chase over no, Christmas. No, we still don't entirely know how good he is. Very, very impressively, and he unseated early on in the Gold Cup. So he should still be okay. He'll be fresh enough. Uh, and and also, you you're a massive fan of Elegant Escape. You do you think he could figure in this? No, he's too slow. Do you not think you do you think he ran a really good race last time? It was alright. I don't think it was great. You know, he's the sort of horse who you'd have thought might have Plugged stayed on. on into a place in the Gold Cup and he'd never really he didn't quite do that. It wasn't a bad run, but it wasn't great either. Should they have gone for the Grand National with him? No, it's no he's only seven and he'd be near enough to top weight. Yeah. Tizards don't really run very many horses in the national. A uh, role to respect, we've talked about him just a solid, solid horse. Yeah. He, he's been ultra consistent this season, just going down to Bells Hill uh, at the Irish Racing Festival and then being third in the Ryanair, which which uh, we look at the Ryanair form, it's it's probably quite strong. We've seen fraud on ASO, Mona Lee was back there, the Red Mills winner. So road, road to respect certainly has a chance going back up in this trip, uh, going back up in trip and he might just find Bristol to my in Clandesobo too tricky to get past it's nice to see in this that there's seven they're just seven and eight year olds they're still fairly young for seasoned graded chasers i i think this race could really set up to be a nice one as well i i'd probably be favoring bristol demai though yeah same same for me mate 
So both sided with Bristol Demire in the Betway Bowl. The next race on the card is the Aintree Hurdle. And they bet for that Bouverdere, 11 to 10 favourite. Uh, with Hills. 11 to 2 for Heen, 6 to 1 Melon. Then 10 Super Sunday, 12 Silver Streak Chittabello, 14's, sorry, 14's Chittabello and Verdana Blue, 16 Somerville Boy, 20's Brain Power. I think Bouverdere's the right favourite, but is he a bit skinny? Yeah, 11 to 10's very, very skinny. On his performance last time, in what was a slightly disappointing performance in the Champion Hurdle, did you think he overjumped it? I thought he overjumped at Cheltenham rather than underjumped it. I thought he sort of overstepped on landing. I've watched the race a couple of times, and a lot of people have said that he, he got too low to it, but I think he overjumped it. No, I can, I, I, I can see what you mean. I can see what you mean. I mean, if, if you discount the champion hurdle, is his form this season just a head and, head and shoulders above what they sort of achieved? Yeah, it, it really should be. But there's interesting types in this. Fahim might go for it. Fahim back at two mile four, I think, is very interesting. He almost ran as if he didn't stay, I thought, last time. Or, or there wasn't as much left in the tank as usual. And Mellon, who finished second in the champion hurdle... We'll never beat Bouverdere. We'll never beat Bouverdere. That is a sorry fact. I'm looking for strands into this race to try and get Bouver beat. And I've probably landed on Somerville Boy, and I really shouldn't have. Uh, he's been off for a while. Uh, his form last year, I thought, was really good. Uh, when Do you think it's worked out, though, the supreme form? Kalashnikov's not, you know, become worked out as a top-class horse. But the speed Nothing figures in comparison it. from the supreme to the tr- champion hurdle last year on the Tuesday they were near on nigh on identical and Somerville Boy even smashed the last two hurdles I, I think there's some, still something in there for Somerville Boy and maybe the change of jockey Jonathan Burke might revitalise something I think he's slightly overpriced if I'm being honest you can get pieces of 16 about him I, I, I think that he'll be, he might get a bit closer than what he was in the fighting fifth because he ran a shocker in that what about Super Sunday, Jimbo? Two falls probably his trip. Yeah, y- you've always been a massive fan of Super Sunday. I do think that two mile four is more of his trip. They should have one of them Ryanair hurdles at Cheltenham, and he'd definitely be competitive in this. He has run in this many times before. He's got a decent record in it. I think that he's getting on a bit now. Yeah, and he'll he's, probably find one or two too And good. he might find Bouverdere still too good. I, I, even Silver Streak to some extent. He, I know the race fell apart at Cheltenham, but he ran an absolute cracker. And if I think he wants better ground, and if the ground is better, although there has been a bit of rain in recent days, I think Silver Streak could be slightly underestimated. We are thinking he was third in the Champion Hurdle. That that is fairly strong form. He still beat Lorena. Yeah. So. I think that Silver's. I'd look for betting without the favourite in this, if I was being honest, and I'd, I'd probably side with Silver Streak and Somerville Boy. Bouverdere for me is the likeliest winner of this by some degree. He's not a particularly attractive price. I mean, if if I were to take him on with another one, it'd be Fahin. Yeah. I think what he's done this season in finishing. You know, second in the Morgiana, and he was upside Apple Jade when coming down. Lost nothing in defeat last time in the in the Stayers Hurdle. Dropped back to two four should suit. 
I think the winner will be Bouvardere or Fahin. Yeah. They're the top two in the market. Yeah. One of the champ- form- one of the former champion hurdlers. Uh, we'll move on to the Friday now, and the first grade one of, uh, of the Friday is the top novices hurdle, sponsored by Betway and the Betway Coral there. Seven to two Itchy Feet, eleven to two Aramon, six is Fakir Dudari, six is Precious Cargo for Nicky Henderson. We didn't see him match out on them. Thirteen to two Band of Outlaws. Surely they'll go for the juvenile route. Sevens Felix Deji, eight Epperton and Southfield Stone, nines Winston C. And then bigger prices for Mr. Fisher, Sophia's Rock, and Brewing Up a Storm. Itchy feet third in the Supreme, seven to two favourite, Jim. Yeah, I, I think that's thoroughly deserved. Uh, his run was really good behind Classical Dream at Cheltenham. Ollie Murphy had the two, three. He's had a cracking season this year. Itchy feet's been off, well, he was off since November and went straight to the festival in March. He should improve. He's still sort of improving, and he does deserve to be the market leader. If you think, even though that Aramon is a Grade One winner, I think that Aramon is solid but beatable. Uh, there's there's a few in this who could progress nicely. Fakir Duderiz in this, who we've talked about previously, he could go for this probably. But Precious Cargo sort of come under the radar, come under the radar a bit, and. And his last two wins at Sandown and Kempton, since moving from Lucinda Russell to going to Nicky Henderson, has been very impressive. I thought he won. He, he beat a nice field in a novice hurdle, including beating a juvenile that ran in the Adonis early on in the season, and he absolutely smashed Dr. Richard Newlands. So I, I think he's far too short, but it's interesting. And at, at the bigger prices, I'd. I'd be willing to give Mr. Fisher another yes, go. Yes, that was my that you've stuck the words out of my mouth. He's a massive price. Uh, if if you, I think Aintree will certainly suit. I think yeah. he, I think he proved that he needed a flat track. Um, his win at Haydock was very good. I, I sort of underwhelmed him a bit in the Rossington Main when he beat Bright Forecast. Who since ran well at the Cheltenham Festival? I think that form has soon come out to be fairly strong. And there's twelves and fourteens in places for him, and he could be a solid each way bet, in my opinion. Oh yeah, I like him. I think he's a, I think he's a cracking shout at tens. Uh, Aramon finished sixth in the Supreme and shaped quite well that day. To be fair, he, he'd certainly have a chance. As would Felix Deji, who finished one place ahead in Mount Cheltenham, Jim. Yeah, Felix Deji sort of had a, I can't, I don't sort of want to say unexposed profile. He sort of. It wasn't flashy. No, it wasn't. Was it? Uh, he managed to get a win in January in a, in the Moscow Flyer when he won it in what was quite a disappointing field, I thought. And then he ran a fairly acceptable race in the Supreme. He ran behind Itchy Feet. He would probably still need to progress again on from that run. And I think I'd rather have Itchy Feet again over Felix Deshi. Yeah, what about Aramon then? Because he was, he's fairly matched with Aramon on, on the uh, Irish form and... Sorry, fairly matched with Classical Dream on the Irish form. And I don't think he lost too much in defeat at Cheltenham last time. No, he, he'd been running in grade one uh, novice hurdles all season. And it just makes you think how much firepower Willie Mullins has at his stable. If you think about, we've still got quick grab him who's injured, who's out for the season. He would have been so exciting because I think it, them two, uh, quick grab him was a lot better than Classical Dream and Aramon. So... One's come out and win the, won the Supreme. He's a solid type. I just think there could be something in this who could progress further on than Aramon. I think Aramon's hit the ceiling of his of his mark and I think he might struggle further on and later on in the season because he, he has had a, a fairly hard season. He's been on the go since August. 
So this might come a bit late to him, and I'd probably, I'd probably be going for Mr. Fisher if I'm being honest. Yeah, I'd be the exact same, mate. We both like the same ten to one shot. Southfield Stone might have a chance as well if he reproduces his form from Kempton. Epperton is a ridiculously short price because she was absolutely battered in the Mayor's Novice Hurdle. That probably wasn't her true running, but I don't think he'd be wanting to back her at eights. So Mr. Fisher for us both. The next, the next race is. The uh, Betway mild main novices chase. It's a staying novice chase of the meeting, and top of the game is a four, six to four on favourite to beat Lost in Translation at seven to two. And the market basically has this price as a two horse race. Champagne Classic tens, Chris's Dream tens, Mister Whip tens, and then you can get twelves. About well, Bags Groove Drovers Lane Spirit of the Games aren't going to run here. I mean, is this a formality for top of the game? No. What 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 were you what were you expecting me to say? I knew you were going to say that. I think it's really exciting that Lost in Translation is stepping up to three mile one. I th- I really can't wait to see him step up. I quite like him to just go out in the front in front and s- smash every fence and then lead all the way and beat top of the game and prove that he would have won the RSA because I I don't think that he they made enough of him last time in the JLT behind Deffy Desai. Uh, I, I think that he's interesting that they've gone for this. Tizard's horses haven't really been firing this season, but he's been the one standing dish that has been running well. He's a beautiful specimen of an animal, and I do think that as much as top of the game won what I think was a very, very classy RSA, I think he might have had a hard race last time, and he might struggle to back up here. My eyes are rolling. My heads are in my hands. You're... you're we're clutching at straws, I think, to get lost, to get top of the game beat. Because I, I know you're obsessed with Austin translation, but he's, he's just not as good as top of the game, is he? He could be in time. You just watch next year's Gold Cup. He comes galloping past him and nabs him on the line. Are, are there any of are there any ones at a bigger price you could give a chance to? I mean, Miss Mister Whips won last time out, as did Chris's Dream. Champagne Classic's a pretty smart horse as well, but. They've all probably got work to do to match it with the top two. Yeah, they, they've got a lot in hand. We've talked about a few of them already. Mr. Malarkey, it'd be interesting. Uh, he'd he'd certainly enjoy the three mile distance. He's run over this before, so I think he'd definitely stay. Yeah, fourth in the RSA. These worst twenty to one shots. He, he idled a lot in the Reynolds Town last time as well. Uh, two times back, so I, I won't rule out Tizard's too. But top of the game is the horse to beat. But don't just think it would be a walkover because Lost in Translation will not give up. Right. That's that. That was top of the game, the selection for me and for you, Jim. Lost in Translation. No it's point in being boring. Always, it's always Lost in Translation. Uh, the Melling Chaser next, the the feature race over two and a half miles and giant favourites, both for Paul Nichols, surname and politologue, nine to four. Three to one, waiting patiently. Nine to two, min. Six to one, road to respect. Eight's Janica. Ten's Aso and top notch. Then 12's Hell's Kitchen, 14's God's Own, and 20's Lady Buttons, bigger price, the remainder. So we've got the highest rated horse in training. He'd be giving £12 to pull it along if they met in a handicap. Why are they joint favourites? Because I don't think Surname's going to run. Surname wants some digging the ground, I think. Uh, it has rained. Harry Cobden's booked on Politolog. I think that's the massive difference. I don't think Surname's going to go. Right, fair enough. Um... Politologue won this race last year. He's been solid this season. He got 
the closest I've seen a horse get to Altior. And I think that he is a solid standard setter. I'm looking for little little pieces of evidence outside of this race to sort of make me think if is there if there's anything at bigger prices. Janica in, interests me. I've been a massive fan of this horse. He's a bit of a fruitcake to be honest. He just doesn't want to put his head down and run through the line and perform. He's been beaten, like as you said in previous ep- episodes, by a, a nicely handicapped Sura Delac twice. And by Hell's Kitchen, who um, was really well handicapped. Uh, Hell's Kitchen re- poses here, but Janica is shorter than Hell's Kitchen, so there's a question mark in, in his price. But I think Janica could go well here. He's also entered in the Topham. I, th- I quite like him to see him run at this grade one level. And I think he'd settle a lot nicer and he'd travel through his race a lot better. So if if the price drifts, if he goes 10 to 1 or bigger, I'll probably be back in Janica, but I'm Politolog all the way. Yeah, I, I'm the same. I think Politolog's the likeliest winner. Uh, waiting patiently is the next one down in the betting. Uh, he's jocked up with Brian Hughes on board. I mean, if it wasn't for surname, he'd still be unbeaten when standing up. Yeah, he ran a very, very good race, I thought, last time. I think people were too harsh on him after that. Yeah, I think people knocked him down a bit, and he, he missed Cheltenham, didn't he? He, he? he always misses Cheltenham, even though the Ryanair was the intended target. And last time out, yeah, if Surname doesn't turn up, he probably is the standard setter over two mile four. He ran in the King George and sadly got brought down by Bristol Demai. Politolog has run Altior close, but Politolog has had a fairly long season and, and some fairly tough races, I think. I think he he could be vulnerable. Waiting patiently is rated officially higher than Politolog, but I still think Politolog would beat Waiting Patiently. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. What about Min then? Could you see him bouncing back from his slightly disappointing effort in the champion chase? I was very... Very disappointed uh, by him at, at, at Cheltenham behind Altior. I thought that he could probably put a mark through his, his form. He wasn't... There was never any form of excitement or I thought there's, there's a chance he's in this. And he just... He was slightly keen. And the application of headgear, I think, might be something they could think of because he's got a massive engine. And he he could be underestimated in this race after that poor performance last time because you go back to some of his form last year and it's solid I think top notch is slightly underestimated as well at 10 to 1 it rarely runs a bad race they went for the wrong option at Cheltenham running him in the stairs hurdle instead of the Ryanair I'm sure of that not only because they had money on him just because it was the wrong option back over fences two and a half miles I think that's what he wants he's not an out and out superstar but I don't think there is one in this field but if you go on back to his former from the JLT hurdle he was third behind Paisley Park over hurdles on yeah. his seasonal debut, so that was a perfectly acceptable run, and he got a horrible passage. I don't think it was a bad thing to go take top notch to the stairs hurdle. I thought it was quite a creditable idea. They already had horses in the race for the Ryanair lined up. But I, I top notch is likeable, and he's consistent barring last time. And ten to one's decent each way value. What about Hill's Kitchen then? Fourth in the champion chase out. That was a f- solid career best, and he's al- he's always had a lot of ability, and he's started to started to put it together this season. Really, he's a big gangly sort of horse, isn't he? Yeah, uh, very Im- impressive, Impo- imposing type, imposing and impressive when winning at Ascot. He beat Janica, so I think the the betting's got Janica and Hell's Kitchen the wrong way around. Janica's far too short for me. 
but Hell's Kitchen could be a decent each-way player because he did run a very nice race last time out. Yeah. Um, your selection then for the Melling Chase, Jim? I'd I'd go with Politologue, but if Janica drifts, which I think he should do, I'd probably back Janica each way. I'm interested in seeing him up in class and try and get a bit of quicker pace and try and get his head in the game. Yeah, Politologue for me as well. Just, I think, the most solid horse in the race. He ran, I mean, he won this last year as well. Uh, we are going to talk about the Topham, try and dissect it. And the the bet with Coral, 9-1 to one favourite Janneke. I said we said we're not sure whether he's going to go here or to the Melian Chase. 10-1 to one Ultra Gold, 12's Bally Hill, 14's Adrian Dupont, Cadmium, Call It Magic, San Benedito, Fiesta Terre, Territory, Warrior's Tail isn't running. 16's Forrester's Eagle, Polydam, and then there's a whole host of other interesting ones at 20's, including Highland Lodge, who's got form over the fences. Peregrine run for Peter Fight, he, he catches the eye at 20's as well. Uh, Jim, I mean, it's always one of my favourite races of the season, the top of what do you make of it? Well, I've, I've talked about the chances of Janica running a nice race in the... Melling. Melling chase, sorry. Uh, so I, I, I can't see a way of him, if he runs here, he'd have to have an obvious chance. Nicky Henderson has a very good record over these fences. It'd be a big performance of 1-6-2. It, it really would be, but I, I wouldn't rule him out. I, th- I still think there's something in there that makes me think they can squeeze a little bit more progression out. Nicky Henderson has a fine hand of winning this race. And I think he's quite interesting if he goes over these fences uh, because in time I do think a, a step up in trip won't necessarily be a bad thing. There's there's Adrian de Ponce in this. Now, he's been... He caught the eye at Newbury in December and then he sadly I didn't back him and he followed up at Kempton the week... Uh, two weeks after. And he has... Paul Nichols has a nice profile for bringing horses on for runs. And I think he just... He was given a very conservative ride last time, I thought, uh, at Kempton in the uh, 888 Sport Chase, yeah, was it? The Raiders Walt one. Yeah. And I, I think the step back that down to 2 mile 5 will definitely suit. Just a, a question mark on his jumping. Sometimes he makes some, a few stupid errors. And I think he'd run a quite nice race in this. It's... It, He's a decent sort of price. He's 14 to 1. He's about third, fourth favourite. But he's only seven. I feel like Adrian Dupont's been around for yeah, years. Yeah, he has. Uh, but I think that he could be slightly dangerous in this. Yeah. I mean, what about Ultra Gold, who, who's in the Grand National as well? We're not sure where, where he's actually going to go. Bit of a legend of the game, really. He's won this for the past two years. Loves it round Daintree. And has shown signs this season that he's still, he's still all there. Yeah, he. I, we talked about him on our Grand National preview, didn't we? He has been sort of disappointing, I thought, last time out over the cross country. He didn't quite stay out the distance and he was always under under pressure. He jumped perfectly well. He's getting no older. He's won the race twice. I'd try and go for three Topham chases if I was the owners. Not, And that's not because I need Joe Farrell to get in the national. Yeah, and let, well, I mean. Have you seen Captain Redbeard's number 40 now? So they have kicked one of the Elliot lot out, but, I mean, if Ultragold goes out, it's another Elliot one in, which isn't really a benefit to anyone. Barry Hill was third uh, behind Cyril Delac and Janica at Cheltenham in January on trials day. 
I mean, he's been he's put together a pretty consistent run this season. Yeah, he's he's not been doing too bad, but uh, he's he's not for me in this. No, what about San Benedito, who was a Grade One winner at this meeting a couple of years ago? I think in in uh, as a novice chaser, he won. Uh, yeah, he won the uh, the the, the Magal Novices Chase on Grand National Day two years ago. Obviously gone down in the weights, but one last time out at Newbury for the first time since then. <laughs> yeah, well, I f- I think he's interesting off a mark of one five four. Yeah, he he won the Great Wood Gold Cup fairly decisively. I thought he's been put up seven pound for that win, which is perfectly understandable. I couldn't even make a case for him going even further up. Paul Nichols likes his race. Big trainers like to win this race, and I, I think that they have a serious stronghold in this. And San Benedetto, I won't rule him out at a decent price. Yeah, the the one the one at a bigger price, I I quite like his twenty to one Peregrine Run for Peter Farty. Uh, Peter Farty, Jesus, I shouldn't have said that. Peter, Peter Farty, uh, smart horse. Won a listed chase at Wexford last time out. You know, has, has been running against good horses as well. Beaten in the race at Woodland Doppler when he finished third in that. At Gowran back in October, I had most of the winter off, but warmed up for this finishing second to Scarpetter over hurdles last time out. There's been a fair amount of money for him in recent days. He's twenties in places, but in, in other places he's twelves. And if you can still get twenties out there on Peregrine Run, take it now because it's not going to last very long. No, I, I, I think he's got a touch of class about him, and off a mark of one five one, I think that's very fair. Yeah. He'd be he'd be the one for me, Jim. In this, yeah, I, I think I'll stick with my original decision and Adrian De Pont. I think he's very interesting in this. Right, nice one, nice one for the Topham. Uh, there's also the last Grade One on the Friday is the Doombar Sefton novices hurdle over three miles, uh, and the bet Champ eleven to four favourite seven to two Dallas Day picked on nine to two Emma Tom six as Liz Nagar Oscar. Seven's Deffy Blurt, then 12's Ad Leaven and Trevelyn's Corn. 14 to 1 bigger, although get Downtown Getaway, who's a horse I know has been mentioned on the podcast a couple of times, is a 16 to 1 shot. Champ's the one they've all got to beat. This is a really, really exciting race. Uh, Champ ran a really nice race in the Ballymore. Uh, didn't do a thing wrong. Didn't do a thing wrong, was just beaten by possibly a slightly stronger stayer and a classier animal. He's progressed through handicaps. He deserves to be 11 to 4 favourite, but I want to get him beat once again. Who do you want to get him beat with then? I'm going to. Emmy Tom. Emmy Tom, unbeaten for Warren Grey Trek. He has been the mode of consistency in with the string of ones next to his name. He was very impressive last time, I thought, even though he made a few errors. I think that he's progressing nicely. He's got a lovely, flashy profile. Flat track will definitely suit. Bit of softened ground, I think, will also be needed for him. I think he could be, have a decent chance. He's beaten Lisnagar Oscar before. He's Lisnagar. He's not a confirmed stay though. Do you not think? Uh, he's never run further than two and a half. That doesn't worry me. I, I think he looked slow last time. No, I can see what I can see what you I can see where you're coming from there. But I mean, you'd kind of uh, look. The first three in the betting are all are all up in trip really. So, so, so there'd be a slight question mark there. I'd, I'd take him on with losing the guy, Oscar. Yeah. I, I, I said on the Cheltenham Festival Review podcast, I think the potato race was the best novice hurdle this season. Yeah. The strongest one. He finished fifth in that. 
I, I think the form stacks up really well. As I said, all apart from the winner, Manella Rindo, who came from absolutely nowhere, all the ones at the front end were the ones you'd have expected to be there, which to me gives the form a hell of a lot of substance. I, I think he's the one they've got to beat. Proven stale and ran in what I think was a the best novice hurdle of the Chocolate Festival last yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, you've made a cracking case for him there. And I, I was a bit on the downside of Lesnar Oscar fairly on in the season, but he soon flourished into a nice type and it certainly looks like an improved for fences. Dallas Depictons, I'm not sure, will stay this trip. Yeah, runner up in the Martin Pipe. But they've he just also got, got outstayed last time by early doors, I think. Yeah. Early doors stays three miles well. They've also got the third in, who, uh, Deffy Blur, who was third in that race. They're both in this. Do you think Deffy Blur would be a stronger stayer than his stable mate then? I do. He was plugging on towards the end. Uh, I think if Donna Myler was to ride that race again, he'd certainly ride it differently. Uh, but I think he was just outstayed by a classier, stronger horse. And he might struggle it up in grade here, I think. Right. Nice one. Selection then for you, Jim. Well, I'm just going to point out Walk Away. Right. Henry he, de Bromhead. He beat a nice field in a maiden hurdle at Thurlers, and that was his only start over uh, in rules, in, in a ruled race, after coming from winning uh, point to point in Ireland. But that performance, and I know you're going to laugh at me because he beat Debouchet. Right. Now, Debouchet is a fairly standard setter. Beat him nine and a half lengths. Pretty impressive. Also beat Final List who has since come out and won a maiden hurdle once again, beating Debouchet. I think the form of that maiden hurdle is strong, and he's a massive, powerful animal. And I think that Walk Away could be slightly underestimated in the market of 14 to 1. So I'd probably give him the each-way value, but I'd stick with Emmy Tom. I think he could be anything. Yeah, Lisner Garoska, the one for me, although I highly, highly respect Champ, and I'd, I'd be surprised if he wasn't in the first three. If I'm honest, we'll move on. To the Saturday night, Grand National Day itself, and the Mersey Novice Hurdle. I mean, there's a lot of uh, overlap here in terms of horses entered in the Sefton, and this this is the shorter race over two and a half miles rather than three. Champs a hundred to thirty favourite. We're not sure where he's going to go. Emma Tom six to one second favourite, but I think the plan seems to be the Sefton. Yeah, uh, I, I I read that on the Sporting Life column with. Warren Gray checks that the Sefton is the definite plan. So we'll discount Emma Tom from this. Uh, Angel's Breath brewing up a storm and Dallas depict on a 13-2. to two. Sevens uh, for Kia Dudri. Eights Precious Cargo. Nines Chosen Mate. 10s Getaway Trumpet. And one for Rose. Then 12s for Umbrigado, who I know David Pipe thinks a lot of. Uh, I think if Champ runs in this, he wins it. Do you think uh, I'd be willing to have brewing up a storm again? He's the only horse we've really not talked about in this field, I think. He has been disappointing, would you say? No, uh, I don't think so. I think Champ's beaten him on, beat him on merit at the Cheltenham Festival. I don't I don't see an obvious reason why Brewing Up a Storm would turn the tables. Do you think if they were to go chasing next season that Brewing Up a Storm would be better over fences than Champ? Because no, I think... Champ's a bigger unit, isn't it? Do you think? Yeah. Uh, I think... Brewing up a storm has certainly got a decent credentials to run a cracking race in this. Richard Johnson's book, so we'll definitely know he's running. 13 to 2 is a decent price about him. He's one of my favourite horses in training, I think I'd even go as far to say. I'd be more interested in brewing up in storm back down in trip. Do you think, I think two miles? Quick, I think he's quick enough for two miles. Yeah. 
He's won over two miles, hasn't he? Yeah. So I, that's a very good point. I, won't, I probably won't rule him out over two miles. Maybe two mile novice chasing next year. Yeah, yeah, that that'd be a shout. Angel's breath, big reputation, not quite lived up to it though yet. I'm surprised to see him as short as thirteen to two. Do you? I I, I feel like he was slightly the race just came slightly too quick for him in the Supreme. This could slightly come too quick for him as well. He's had a quick string of runs after an impressive debut at Ascot. And I think that Angel's breath thoroughly deserves his place at the top of the market. But whether that these races have come too quickly and not the stuffing out of him, I'm yet to find out. I, I think there's a decent engine under Angel's breath. It's just finding that little key and he had a rough race last time and he might need some time off after that because it was a rough race to Supreme. Champ the one for me though. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably go for Angel's breath if he turns up, although I've just slagged him off. And I, I'm looking to oppose Champ full stop. Yeah. So Angel's breath and brewing up a storm for me. Nice to see Chosen Mate uh, entered here as well for Gordon Elliott rather than in the Grand National like everything else he trains. Uh the three o'clock then is the Doombar Maggle Novices Chase. It's a two-mile race, corresponds to the Arkle, and they bet for it. Oh, there's no betting. No, there's no betting anywhere for this race yet, but we'll run through the runners. There's only nine of them entered. Brelanda, Cadalan, Condor Castle, Cool Mix, Destrier, Nocnanus, Lawler, or Nua, and us and them. Some beautiful pronunciations there. I got them all right. All, all. <laughs> I wanted a French accent on them. Brillonda. <laughs> uh, I mean, probably the angle into this is how many chances are we going to give Lawler? Yeah, I've I've finished with him. I'm gone. Me and Lawler, no more. Uh, I've actually called him Lawler as well, which is something I always refuse to do. There's no W. Lala. Lala. Layla. I think Clondor Castle's a standard setter in this. Fourth in the Arkle, yeah. I mean, there's, if, if, you, if you have a look at the Arkle form, us and them was second. Clondor Castle fourth. Nocnanus fifth. Onua came down and Layla pulled up. And of the others, you had Bill and Dar, who was third in the Grand Annual. Cad Delan also ran in the Grand Annual. Cal, just, just to let you know, I think Cad Delan beat the best horse in training. Yeah, surname right at the back of the start of the season <laughs> in a handicap at Ascot, yeah. Uh, this is interesting. I'd, I'd, I'd be willing to give Not Nannis another go. Oh, get off the Not Nannis train. He ran really well at Cheltenham. Hmm. Flatter track. Flatter track will suit him. Less of a stamina test. Watch him bowl along. Who's going to peg him back here? Condor Castle. But not Lannis is braiding, giving him weight at the start of the season. I think he's a different horse. Uh, you could also probably give Destrier a chance. He has been, He's only had two novice chase starts. He's won both of them in, in weeks or races. Uh, and he had bits and pieces of form. He, he was fifth in the Dove Cup behind Global Citizen, which was a decent run. I'd be willing to give Destrier a chance as well at a bigger if he's a biggish price. Uh, but Clondor Castle beats not Nanus. I think there's still more to come from Clondor Castle. He's only seven, not Nanus is nine. He's late and novice chasing. I think Clondor Castle's better than him. What about Ordua then run, 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 being running consistently this season and there was quite a lot of market support for him in the Arkle. Yeah, his highlight this season quite clearly been in the Grade 1, Henry VIII, novice chase at Sandown when 
getting beat by dynamite dollars on the run. He ran really well that day. He though. ran really well. He made a stupid sort of error, who, which then coincided with bringing Kalashnikov down. He'll run his, his race. I thought he was slightly exposed. I think that there's... there's I don't think there's a superstar th- in this. But there's song. nothing in this, and I really probably won't rule him out. Which is, has to be... Why other than them would have a massive chance. Runner-up on his sec- on f- all of his last four starts, including last time in the Arkle. I mean, if they re- reproduce that form, he's the one they've got to beat. Yeah, definitely. He'd been bumping into Larishberg, hadn't he? Who had been the standard setter at at the two-mile division. I think that this is a weak sort of race and he's missing a Larishberg Dynamite Dollars, someone like that, to come and spring this into life. So let's just move on because no one cares about this race. Jim, you're so grumpy. It's a grand, it's a grade one at one of the greatest meetings of the year. It's not got grade one No one cares. It's not got grade one horses in it, has it? Well, I'll ask you for a selection. Glondor Castle, but he's he's never a grade one winner. Us and them for me, although... I'm quite a fan of Nocnanus as well. Right, the final grade one of the meeting and the final one we'll be talking about is the Liverpool hurdle uh, over three miles and Apple's Jade heads a market two to one favourite. Seven to two, Sam Spinner. Fives, if the cap fits, we've been crying out for him to be stepped up to three miles, haven't we? Eights, Roxana and Super Sunday. Tens, West Approach, William Henry. 12s, you know what I mean, Harry. And then bigger prices, 14s, the World's End, Holstone. 16s, Kilbrick and Storm. I mean, we've got to start with Apple's Jade. For I mean, if she runs, I really hope they come here with her. Yeah. I think the confirmed plan yesterday was that she is going for the stairs hurdle. At the Punchestown? At Aintree. This race, Liverpool. Apple's Jade comes... Sam Crow stays at home. Right. That's the official confirmation, I think. I think William Hill tweeted something about it. So, so do we just put a line through a run at Cheltenham? Yeah. Some, she obviously doesn't like Cheltenham. I've come to the conclusion Cheltenham is not her track. She jumps slightly left-handed. She's a bit of a fruitcake. Is Every, she? Yeah. She's so professional. When it comes to Cheltenham, she's a fruitcake. She's she scoped dirty. You, you can make genuine oh, excuses. It's just it's digging to do for with... stupid excuses. She doesn't run well at Cheltenham, end of. Don't mean she's a fruitcake, though. Oh, it does. When it comes to Cheltenham, she has, she has to be. I, I'm not calling Apple's Jade a fraud, but she disappoints at the highest level when it comes oh, to the biggest festivals of the year. No! Look at what she's done in the Hatton's Grace. Look at what she did to early doors at Christmas. Yeah, I can understand. Look at what she did to Super she's Sunday at Leopardstown. But at- she's getting disappointed at the biggest festival of the year. How many times have we seen horses like Sylvie Niaco Conte was the best female chaser around everywhere but Cheltenham? It doesn't mean he was a fruitcake. Yeah, but the thing with mares is that there's always a slight issue with what's going on with them. And sometimes they just go off the boil. And this is one of the times I, I, I couldn't touch Apple's JD in this for uh, two to one whatsoever. I think she's short, but... I've, I've, <sighs> I've, I've, I think you're being far, far, far too scathing and far too harsh, especially when excuses have, you know. But there's always an themselves. excuse about Apple's Jade why she always runs bad. But she doesn't always run bad. She's run badly twice in the past three years. Both uh, of them happened to be at Cheltenham. One time she was in season. The other time she's scoped her excuses. Yeah, exactly. Because things went wrong for her. Because things went wrong for she's her. She's going to get beat anyway by if the cap fits. Go on then, explain yourself. If we've been. We've been banging on about if the cat fits stepping up to three miles for 
a good year and a half now. Uh, he ran in the national spirit at Fontwell. He got beat by Vision de Flo. He looked slow that day. He's he finished third over two miles at Kempton behind Vedana Blue in the upset with Bouvedere, and then he won over two and a, uh, two mile four at Ascot previously in the season. When looking out pace coming round the bend, I think three miles is his trip. Sean Bowen on board, one of my favourite jockeys at this moment in time, and I think if the cap fits, could run a really nice race here. Apples Jade could be running in season and still beat Vision de Flo. So why why do you think? If the cap fits, would be able to I think to there's so up. much improvement from if the uh, if the cap fits over three miles. I think he'll improve a considerable amount. And I think Apples Jay's been on the go for a long time this season. And obviously, you'd have a question mark over her run last time. And I think she's beatable. She's only had one more run than if the cap fits. I know, but I think she's beatable. Sam Spinner then. Good to see him back to his best last time at Chetland. Only, only uh, just over two lengths behind Paisley Park. He's he's back in it. Is his head's back in the game? Yeah, he could, this could come slightly quick for him between Cheltenham. He had a very hard race in the stairs hurdle. Paisley Park's obviously not going for this and been sort of put away for the season now, which was perfectly acceptable. He's done everything he has to do. Sam Spinner's turned up in all the main trials though. He's he's turned up. He was disappointed in his first two. He, that, what was that thing with his jumping at the first start of the season? He looked scared. He looks as if he'd never seen a hurdle in his life. No, and then. He, he ran better in the trial on Cheltenham Trials Day and then ran a very, very nice race. I, I think Joe Colliver doesn't get the credit he deserves for riding him. There was a lot of people calling for his head off off the ride after the first two. He's come back and Jed O'Keefe's kept the faith. And Sam Spinner's a solid type, but I don't think he's good enough to win this. What about Roxana, winner of the Mayor's Hurdle? Ran well at this meeting last season as well, back up to three miles. I think she'd have, well, maybe not an obvious shout but I wouldn't put it past her well, she was going to finish second wasn't she yeah, behind she Benny Dejeur but when she did get to the front at, at Cheltenham she ran around like mad and didn't really look like she knew what she, she wanted to do, she didn't know the job in hand, Roxana is interesting in this she will get the £7 mayor's allowance which is interesting she, she's officially rated 148 though she will need to improve, That's that was my next point Yeah, she, she has to improve a, a fair bit more sub, subsidiarily than Others, she bumped into Santini at this meeting last year, so runs well here. I think that Roxana will get beat easy in this. Yeah, I, I, I don't quite think it's she's got much of a chance in this. Uh, of of the others, Jim William Henry won the Coral Cup last time out, and he won it under a pretty big weight. Would you give him a chance first well, time, really, in open graded company? Well, yeah, we've we've talked about these handicaps being strong form further on in the season. If if you top weight in handicaps, it's sometimes equivalent to decent graded form. I think William Henry's interesting. I I like you know what I mean, Harry. I think he when he fell two starts back, I thought that was. I think he would have figured closely. He was travelling well that day. He just made a stupid error. I think you'd be dangerous to underestimate him at twelve to one. Yeah, West Approach has been running well this season as well. He's tens uh, midfield in the stay as well. He's had a busy season, hasn't he? Bumping into Paisley Park, and he he's finished second in grade in the Grade One JLT long walk. So, I, I think he he'd he's looking exposed now, even though he's fairly new to this division. Yeah, and would would you give Holstone an each way squeak? He doesn't look to be a an absolute superstar in this unless Apple's Jade is back to her best. 
But it would mean if he could reproduce his fifth in the stairs, he'd he'd go close here. Yeah, I, I, he's bit, he was a bit disappointing throughout the season, I thought, and it was a nice to see him return to action. The stairs hurdle was a bit like that this year. It was a return to action for some of the old boys to run well, which makes me think that maybe that was their day in the sun and they won't run well here. I think if the cap fits, he's still progressing. I still think there's more to come from him, and I think he's a cracking bet at 5-1. Right, fair enough, Jim. I, I, I can't be having, you'd say, the reigning Irish champion hurdler, who, who's now hold the, you know, who just watch what she did in the Athens Grace, as destructive as I've ever seen a race at grade one level. Rider. Do you think they'll go positive? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the excuses have come to hand for the Cheltenham. In fact, Jim, if, if you're of the opinion that she doesn't go well at Cheltenham, surely that strengthens my case. Yeah, she'll certainly suit her. She'll be a lot better at Angel. Yeah. But I'm not sure three miles is her destined trip, or two mile four is. I think she's better at three than she's at two, though. Yeah, but two mile four is probably, probably better. A, yeah, probably a better trip, but I don't think there's a there's another superstar she, in She this. won't get an easy lead if she goes to go up front. Sam Spinner will hassle her all the way. No, but I, f- I, f- I think she's a likely winner. She's short enough at two to one, Yeah, but Apple's Jade, the selection for me. That's it, we've managed to run through all the grade ones. Uh, uh, at the entry festival I absolutely can't wait mate it's really looking forward to it and it's going to be a decent three days of racing it's 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 like especially the first day when you got boom four grade ones then a race over the Grand National Fences it really is one of my favourite afternoons of the year I'm absolutely buzzing for it make sure you leave a five star review as well like and share any retweets we really really appreciate that and give a listen to our Grand National runner by runner guide we spent a lot of time trying to analyse the chances of every single horse in the race and find you the winner of that thanks a lot for listening see you later see you later bye